0: How good is it that you're here and now? Could you be anywhere else? And could it be any other time? This time is ours, and as long as sound waves resonate throughout the universe, we're immortal. Should you be interested in these concepts, please listen on. And this is a podcast for individuals who have an interest in participating in their life. I'm looking for people who want to create themselves rather than find themselves. Let's go into our laboratory and combine serendipity with synchronicity, and that can make one plus one equal three. Rather than waiting for a reaction, let's create one. Let's confront fear and use it to expect the unexpected. These are challenge podcasts. I'm daring people to look for white rabbits to have an open mind and develop conscious choice on which direction your life can take, which rabbit hole to go down. And if you're ready to live a life without definitive expectations and immerse yourself in your existence with full impact mindfulness, follow the sound of my voice and let's fish without bait. Lights, camera, action, start the show. Today, as always, I'm joined by my good friend, co-host and producer of this program, Mr. Mike. Mike, what is that that I just called you? You called me Mike? Mike. That's right. I called you by your name. Mike, did you give yourself that name? No, I didn't. And who did? Uh, My parents. Is there a story or a meaning behind that name? I just know it was very popular in the 80s. Mike, one of the most momentous decisions that parents can make in anticipating the birth of their child is... Naming them. That's right. It's naming the child. Quite often, families have generational names that they may pass on. I happen to be a third, and my son is
1: a fourth. Mike, wouldn't it be an honor to have someone named after you? I think that would be great. And and I know my middle name is my dad's first name, and my brother's middle name is my dad's middle name. So this is something that runs in, Hmm. in families. So how would it make you feel to have someone name someone after you, to name a child after you? I think that shows how important that child is to you, that it is part of you. And it also shows what that person what that what you mean to that individual. Yes. That
0: they would that they would honor you, that think that they would give your name to one of their children, to think that perhaps they would grow up like you. So we didn't always give names. Mike in ancient time when there was high infant mortality rates, which was why people had so many children, babies weren't named until they were certain that they were able to survive. Do you have any
1: idea why people would refrain from giving a child a name? In those days, you wouldn't want to get emotionally attached to the child if you didn't think it was going to survive. That's right, Mike. So if you didn't give it a name, you'd have less of an attachment to that child.
0: And also, if you look at the Christian Bible, what was one of the first tasks that God gave to Adam? Do you remember, Mike? Yeah, it was to name all the animals. That's right. It was to name all the animals on earth so that man would have power over them, man would have dominion over them. So here's something that might be of uh, interest to our listeners. Mike, have you ever heard of the word abracadabra? Abracadabra. Yeah, yeah, it's a word of magic. It's a word of magic. (laughs) It's associated with magic to make magic. And actually what it is, Mike, it's a translation from ancient Aramaic, which was spoken around Jerusalem by the early Jews, and means, I create what I speak. I create what I speak, which is essentially what magic is, is it not? You can make something happen, right? right? So again, I refer back to some previous podcasts where we continuously discuss the importance of the ability to be able to label and describe. For those who may not have listened in the past, could you enlighten our listeners as to why we name pets? Again, the emotional attachment to them. The emotional attachment and the power of control it gives us over them. The ability to call them and have them come to us and that they are ours, just like feelings and emotions. On the contrary, one of the most demeaning things that you can do to a person is call them by a name other than their own. It dehumanizes you as a human being. And as the old song goes, they've taken away
1: your name and given you a number.
0: Would you ever have a nickname, Mike?
1: Uh, I actually kind of create my own nicknames or people call me by my last name it's so. sorgatron media sorgatron media exactly sure. it's a owning and and naming myself and and the work i do were you given a nickname by your friends by relatives <laughs> yes yes definitely one was uh, uh, jesus in high school because i had long hair of course <laughs> some of the teachers were not terribly crazy about that
0: <laughs> so when you're angry at someone what quite often we say is oh he did that or she made me angry or you or referring to somebody as it, or a derogatory name. So Mike, there's a quote by W.C. Fields, and it says, it's not what they call you, it's what you answer to. It's what you answer to. So if someone called you a derogatory name, Mike, would you answer to it?
1: Not immediately. Mm -hmm. Would you want to answer to something other than your own name? I actually found myself in an interesting situation with this because um, with one of my new jobs, I'm around a lot of new people, and they know me as Mike and Michael. And I, I prefer, actually, that people just call me Sorg in the long run for some reason. And they came up and said, hey, Mike, oh, I'm sorry, You know, is it Michael or something like that? And, I'm, and, and people ask me all the time, Mike or Michael, and I'm just like, dude, I have no preference. They're both my name. That's fine. Well, perhaps those people have read uh, Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence
0: People. And what oh. he what he said was, remember that a person's name is to that person the sweetest and most important sound in any language. So when they're asking you what do you prefer to be called, they're giving you a choice, aren't they? Mm. And they're making you important. So they'll call you whatever you prefer,
1: which naturally would elevate them in your eyes, would and, it not? And that's where I give them the challenge of, I'm going to give you a whole different name than you expected. <laughs> <laughs> So the ability to use names not only gives you
0: some control, it's also a valuable interpersonal skill to know that you're interested in that person and to let them know that they're being heard by you. So we've spoken a lot about names, and so we've also talked about knowledge and power. Francis Bacon, the philosopher, said knowledge is power. And of course, the ability to name things in your life gives you power. So how does, how does Full Impact Mindfulness fit into this? Well, listen on. Micah, you're fond of your name, or would you
1: pick something else to call yourself? I'm fairly indifferent with it, because it just seems like such a normal name. Mm-hmm. Again, Michael is a very popular name. There were like three Michaels in my class and everything, which maybe led to the nickname Need. So, remember what we're talking about in full impact mindfulness is
0: creating yourself rather than finding yourself. So, if you're creating yourself, wouldn't it make some sense to create a new name for yourself? Yeah. So, remember, we're trying to, we're creating ourselves, not necessarily finding ourselves. And I'd like everyone out there to challenge them. If you want to find a name for yourself, then, then name yourself. You can be a, be a, be a Walter Mitty. Name. Give yourself a name that you would like to live up to. Give yourself a name that you would like to be. So, Mike, I've had a number of nicknames in my life. Uh, some I was fond of and others I was most certainly not. and Probably ones we can't see on the air. <laughs> so in full impact mindfulness, when I'm asking you, as we referred to in our last podcast, to walk through your life with your eyes open, I'm asking you to name everything in front of you. In fact, a good memory device is to give new names to other common things. So sometimes when we're trying to remember things, if we gave them a particular name that only we would know, only you would remember it. So Mike, what I'm challenging everyone out there is to challenge people to create their own language in your own world that only you understand. I'm asking you to recreate. I'm asking you to create your lives. I'm asking you to create yourself, which involves also creating your own language. That may sound silly and it may sound childish. However, what would give you more power over your own name and over your own life than to create your own words? So perhaps, Mike, things don't have their right names. Maybe they don't have their right names. Maybe what somebody calls something is not something that you would prefer that it would be called. So when we fully impact the world and impact our lives, our eyes are wide open, and that involves the ability to label, describe, and name. So to fully experience life, to expect the unexpected, and to fish without bait, I'm asking you to suspend names and their associated descriptions and meanings. Mike, simply by naming something, we've already labeled it and given it a definition. So, Mike, what if I said to you, ah, Mike, I had an automobile accident. Does that mean the same thing as if I came to you and said, hey, Mike, I smashed my car up? And truly, both could have the same meaning, could they not? So it's how we label and describe things. My challenge out there today is for everyone to find a new name for things. Find a new name for yourself. Give yourself a name of something you would like to be. Create yourself. Give you a new name. This is my challenge for you to rewrite and rename your life, to recreate yourself, to fish without bait, to live a life with full impact mindfulness. And my challenge to you, as always, is to do a kindness to yourself and do a kindness to another. The adventure will
1: continue. Namaste. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com, where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of fishing without bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. Fishing Without Bait is a production of Namaste Holistic Counseling, BC.